This is episode eight, back on course. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying in Sports. Where we fly around nationwide, talk about what's going on in the sports world. We're your host, Joey Pulizzi. We finally have some new giveaway details. If we can get 500 followers, yes, 500 followers by August 20th on our Instagram at Flying in Sports underscore podcast. We will be giving away one free copy of Madden 21 or NBA 2K21 on the console of your choice. So get your friends and family to follow us to give you a better shot at the giveaway. In this episode, we break down the NFL quarterbacks like Drew Brees and Tom Brady headlining the division. Let's start with the NFC South winners from a year ago, the New Orleans Saints, who went 13-3 last year and lost to the Minnesota Vikings in the wild card round. So, Kostas, this team did not have many draft picks. They only had four draft picks. What do you think of it? Um, in terms of grade-wise, I'll give them a B-minus because, honestly, they really didn't need that much because their team's already, uh, I guess, in full throttle in, in, in a sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're picking up players for their O-line. They picked up Cesar Ruiz, the 24th overall pick from Michigan. I thought that was a good pick for them, as well as some defensive players. Uh, defensive players and uh they picked up a qb in the seventh round yeah in the seventh round yeah they only had four picks they had one in the first two in the third and then one in the seventh but back to your ruiz pick from michigan great great center that will be actually he's not going to start at center this year he's listed on the depth chart for the new orleans saints as a starting right guard this year because they got eric mccoy who's a great center for that team but if you look at him he had a great year last year. He earned second-team All-Big Ten honors as a true junior last year, and he only he allowed zero sacks with just two quarterback hits last year. So the Saints get a guy who can defend the 41-year-old Drew Brees. It looks like a great pick for me. Yeah, 100%. And uh, at Michigan, he did play right guard as well, so he's got the experience there. Yeah, so he's got the experience. He's listed as a center coming into the draft, but he's got experience. He could play all over and for offensive line. And this is a great pick for the Saints. They only gave up 24 sacks a year ago, which was ranked fourth lowest in the NFL last year. So look for the Saints to be great once again. Yep. But their second round pick is Zach Bond from Wisconsin, the linebacker. I think Bond is how you pronounce yep. it. Also a great pick. You know, they needed some help in the linebacker position, and they got it. He had 75 tackles last year with 12 and a half sacks. He can also play all over the field. He kind of He's not as great as Isaiah Simmons, but Bond can play safety, can play slot corner, and play linebacker, and blitz the passer. So he's a great role player that's going to be for the Saints this year. Yep, and uh, obviously with the QB uh, from Mississippi State, is that ringing the bells to you? Yeah, that's uh, Dak Prescott's school over there. So but we Tommy see. Stevens, we'll see what Tommy Stevens can do. He won't be the starter this year. Obviously, yep. Uh, obviously. We'll see if Tapes and Hill can be the starter once Drew Brees retired. Overall draft, I think the Saints had some pieces, and they got him. They got Adam Troutman from Dayton, right. great tight end. He, I think Dayton's it's D1, but doesn't play in, like, the great divisions. Plays in the Pioneer Football League. So it's still Division One, but not as great as, like, Alabama and all those teams. Right. It plays in, like, the league under, I think. Yeah. So, Kostas. Saints have struggled recently in the playoffs. They've choked a lot of games with the Rams a couple years ago, last year with the Vikings. Can this team finally put it together with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, get to the Super Bowl this year? 
do they have what it takes? Yeah, of course. I mean, they have one of the greatest QBs to ever play the game, and they have one of the best receivers in the league right now. And uh, the team put around them should be able to take them to the Super Bowl, unless, obviously, uh, we get another stupid call in the future in the playoffs for them. Yeah, they, they've had they've been unlucky, to say the least, in the playoffs. But, yeah, you have Drew Brees, one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. He's won three consecutive passing completion titles, and he threw to Michael Thomas, man. He Last season, Michael Thomas, 149 catches, and he broke the single-season record for most catches in the season, passing Marvin Harrison at 144. So this team's going to be great. You know that. Right. They added Emmanuel Sanders, your guy from the 49ers, who helped him get to the Super Bowl. Great pick but what else? But what else? Like, did they improve anywhere in that team besides Emmanuel Sanders? Well, I mean, improvement, not so much in terms of, you know, a big amount. But, I mean, obviously, they basically still have the same team uh, they had from all the years that they made those uh, playoff runs. But I don't think they made such a big improvement anywhere. Exactly. Not a major improvement. They do get back Malcolm Jenkins, though. Right. He played every game for the Saints and when he was on the team. And he played the first five years in New Orleans. And he's just a veteran, a leadership. He adds great depth for the Saints at safety. And from a season ago, he had four forced fumbles, nine QB hits, two and a half sacks, and 81 tackles. Look for the Saints to be a great team this year. And my bold prediction for this year, the New Orleans Saints win the Super Bowl this year with Drew Brees winning MVP. You heard it here first, guys. Wow. I mean, you have... Wait, you have I have uh, high hopes for this team this you year. You have Drew Brees winning MVP of the season or in the Super Bowl? Yes, of the season. 41-year-old Drew Brees winning the Super Bowl wow. and winning MVP, regular season MVP this year. I think they're, they're going to have a great year this year. They're going to go 12-4, and four, first in the NFC, win the division. Wow. High hopes for them this upcoming season. What about you? What, what do you got for the Saints record prediction-wise? Well, uh, I mean, they are going to be very good. So, obviously, I'm going to give them the good record that, you know, they always – seem to have and i'm gonna give them the 12 and 4 so you have them winning the division too yep that's a tough nfc south too but i also have the saints as you know winning the division right but don't be surprised because the next team up might have something the tampa bay buccaneers i know they went seven and nine last year third in the nfc south but they got tom brady and rob gronkowski on this team now which we'll get to a little later but let's start with the draft tristan Wirfs, their number one drown pick 13th overall do you like it? Yeah, I do. And, you know, that also goes to show that they got, uh, in my books, an A-minus draft grade. Um, yeah, he. I mean, they're looking for players to protect Tom Brady and uh, for hopefully the future that remains of his career. And I think this is a great pick from Iowa. Exactly. Last year, Tom Brady's offensive line struggled just a little bit. But they get Tristan Wirfs, man, Iowa product. Big Ten O-lineman of the year. He only allowed two sacks, two quarterback hits, and three hurries, and seven total pressures last season. Great offensive lineman, and he only had two false starts last year and one holding call. He's going to protect Tom Brady a lot this year, and it was a great pick for the Buccaneers looking to protect 43-year-old Tom Brady. Yeah, and I think they made a great pick uh, in the second round as well to improve their defense uh, with Antoine Winfield Jr. from Minnesota, who... uh, Helped uh, take Minnesota to a uh, amazing college football year last year. Yeah, he was one of the reasons on defense why Minnesota was so good. He was Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year. He had seven interceptions, and as we all know, his dad 
Antoine Winfield Sr., right. longtime great cornerback, had over a thousand tackles, twenty-seven interceptions over his fourteen career, fourteen career seasons with the Bills and the Vikings. Yes. The only question mark about Winfield's game is a little undersized at five-nine, just a little. That's a little short, just a little bit. But I look for Antoine Winfield to have a great season and a great career, just like his father did. I agree. So now, as I mentioned, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, great duo on the Patriots. Can they bring that here on Tampa Bay and call this team a contender in the NFC? Well, yeah, you know, I think it's now or never. Obviously, Tom Brady being 43 and Rob Gronkowski being 31, I mean, you know, they're limited They're limited in, uh, I guess you could say, how much they got left in the tank. And, I mean, yeah, they have the pieces to uh, make a huge run and be a Super Bowl contender for sure. Don't sleep on Tom Brady. I know he's 43. He didn't play a great season last year. Eight interceptions was really high for him. 24 touchdowns. They still went 12-4 and with a great quarterback. Tom Brady's the GOAT. You cannot sleep on him at all. You can't sleep on a man that has got six Super Bowl rings, man. You can't. Yeah, three MVPs alone, 14 Pro Bowls. If you look at Tom Brady, last season, the pieces weren't around him. Julian Edelman, yes. But what else did he have there? Absolutely nothing. They had Antonio Brown for one game. He right. comes to an offense. Gronk, you know Gronk how amazing he is. He hasn't played in a year, but he has 400-yard, 400 1,000-yard seasons, five double-digit touchdown seasons, including his 17 touchdowns in 2011. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, come on. He has the pieces there, and he's going to strive. He's going to do great in Tampa Bay's offense, but Bruce Arians was a great coach. So is is Bill Belichick uh, comparable to Bruce Arians uh, in terms of success? No, Bill Belichick's 100 times better than Bruce Arians, 100 times better. But Bruce Arians is a great coach. And with the pieces around Tom Brady, Tom Brady being one of the best quarterbacks all time, probably is the best quarterback of all time, he's going to do great in this offense. Just like when Peyton Manning went from Indianapolis to Denver, he went to Denver, won a Super Bowl for them. I think Tom Brady does the same thing. Not this year, though. But I think Tom Brady plays two more years, and I can see the Tampa Bay winning at least one Super Bowl in that in his reign on Tampa Bay. So it, was this a good move by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get Tom Brady now? If, oh, let's say yes. he's got only at least three more years left in the, in the, in the yes, tank. Yes, 100%. If it wasn't for Tom Brady, they probably were going with one of those low-string quarterbacks, not a great quarterback, Jameis Winston. Not a great quarterback, as we all know. He struggled with interceptions, fumbled. This was a time for Tampa Bay with the great pieces around him. As I mentioned, they even have O.J. Howard. This is a great move for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and getting Rob Gronkowski, too. Don't forget, Gronk's one of the best. But their defense, a little worrisome. They went 29th last year in points against, 30th in passing yards against, 25th in passing touchdowns. However, their defense on the run against the run was great. They were first against yards and yards rushing and seventh in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns against. So this team's great on the run, but they're not great in the air. So we'll see if they can improve this year. It's also to mention Shaquille Barrett. His first season with Tampa Bay after five with Denver, he led the NFL in 19 and a half sacks, six forced fumbles, but also led the NFL. Do you think Tampa Bay has what it takes to win this division over the New Orleans Saints? Well, like you said, um, overall, you know, in the future, yes. But um, as we both said, the Saints are just uh, just have it a little bit more than they do, I think. 
Yeah, I, I don't have him winning the division. However, I do have him securing a wild card spot at 10 and 6. What's your record prediction for this team? 11 and 5. 11 and 5. All right. We'll see if Tom Brady can lead the Tampa Bay Bucks to the playoffs this year. We both have them, but you never know. Yep. Let's get started with the team that has disappointed since they reached the Super Bowl in 2016, the Atlanta Falcons, who went 7 and 9 last year. Overall draft, what would what would you give their grade? Well, I wanted to give them an A, but I'll give them a B minus. Okay. Why why a B minus? What do you think? Do you like that pick, AJ Terrell at sixteen? Was that yeah? Like, do you like that pick or no? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's always improvement on defense, and I think that uh, personally, yeah, it was a good pick. Um, I just feel like they had to go with him at that pick. But, yeah, I mean, from from Jeff Okuda going early and CJ CJ Henderson who went to the Jaguars, those two are the top two cornerbacks in the draft. Everyone right. knew that. And then from that, the third spot could go up and down, whoever you want to go, whoever you like better. A.J. Terrell, great cornerback at Clemson. He's fast. He has athleticism. His 4-4-2-40 time was fourth among defensive backs. And his 34.5-inch vertical is great and was some of the best. Atlanta gets a guy who will help the defense, who was one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL that allowed close to 4,000 yards and 28 touchdowns. So they're going to help him on defense, but temp- but I, this pick is a ant pick for me. Yeah, I think they went with him also just because he's an Atlanta native as well. But, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, that always ties in. But Right. I think if this team wants to go back – to the playoffs, not they're not ready for the Super Bowl again. They got lucky, to be honest, in 2016 because Matt Ryan MVP that year. Right. But they need a healthy Deion Jones and Keanu Neal to be elite again. They're elite linebacker, corner, uh, linebacker and safety, but they've been hurt. They've battled injuries over the years, and they need to be healthy and play at least six, 15 games this year for the Atlanta Falcons to be elite again. Right, and going on to uh, being elite, uh, now with the addition of Todd Gurley, are they able to be a top 10 offense this year in the NFL? 100%. Todd Gurley is elite still. He's been battling his arthritis in his knee, knee but he is a two-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler. You know, in 2017, he had 19 total touchdowns. In 2018, 21 total touchdowns. You can't sleep on Todd Gurley as having the talent that he need, that he, the talent that he has. He struggled a little bit last year, only 3.8 yards per carry, but he still winded up getting 12 rushing touchdowns and 857 rushing yards. Do you like the addition of Todd Gurley to this team? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's been in the league for only five years, and three out of those five years he's had uh, seasons rushing with over 1,000 yards. And, I mean, yeah, he had the arthritis problem, and he kind of took a little bit of a step down last season, but we're talking about Todd Gurley. We're talking about the guy that everyone wanted to pick in fantasy. We're talking about the running back that was in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. I mean, he still got it. Exactly. And not only Todd Gurley that makes this, def- this offense a top 10, but Matt Ryan, looking at what he did in 2016, over almost 5,000 passing yards, 38 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. If he can do that again, this team is dangerous. And you know they have the best receiver in the game, as we'll get to later, in Julio Jones. 99 catches last year, 1,394 yards and 6 touchdowns. This team can get to a top 10 offense. It's just they need to all play together, and Todd Gurley needs to fit in that offense, which is why I have this team as my sleeper team going 10-6 and six 
and making the wild card the number I agree. six seed I in think, the wild card. I agree, and I think it's all up to Matt Ryan as well. He's got to have a great year for this uh, offense to be considered top ten. I think that Todd Gurley will bring it this year, obviously, and Julio's always going to be Julio. You know, he's he's insane. But it's I think it's all up to Matt Ryan here. Exactly, and in 2016, you know, Devontae Freeman, he's a he's an okay running back. He's a solid starting running back. They went number one best offense in 2016, scoring 33.8 points per game. And Todd Gurley is a great two-time All-Pro running back, as I mentioned. Look for this team to be dangerous and go 10 and six this year, and make a run in the playoffs if Matt Ryan and Julio can put it together. I agree. The final team now, the Carolina Panthers, who went five and 11 last year and fourth in the NFC South. Their whole draft picks were all defensemen. All seven picks were defensive players. Do you think this is going to help their defense with their seven defensive players in this draft that they drafted? Absolutely. I mean, um, obviously going with defensive players, one or, you know, a couple of them are obviously going to fit in perfectly and uh, be an upgrade for you. And uh, with that being said, I mean, just because they didn't pick any offensive players, um, but on the defensive side, obviously an A. But overall, I'm going to give them a B. At the, uh, at the draft grade, yep. You know, if you look at this team now, they really need defensive help. With Luke Kinkley now retiring. They got Teddy Bridgewater this year, as we'll get to later. They got Christian McCaffrey, the best running back in the game. DJ Moore, who's on the rise, who's an underrated receiver. You know, I think they need a defense. They focused their offseason around defense. And you can't go wrong with their seventh pick, I believe. Derek Brown from Auburn. 6'3", 325 pounds. He played four years at Auburn. Great player. And he totaled 159 tackles, 32 tackles for loss, and 12 sacks in his years as a Tiger. I look for this guy to be an all-star in three years. Not an all-star, sorry. It's not the NBA or the MLB, but a pro bowler in three years. What do you think? Does he have the potential to be an all-star? Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. I mean, it might be a little more time, but, uh, yeah, he'll get there. And I think uh, he impressed everyone at Auburn. Yeah, exactly. Great guy. He should have went maybe top five, but seven was good for him. And now we'll get to Teddy Bridgewater. You know what he did last year with New Orleans going 5-0? and oh? Does okay. he have a shot with Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and the addition of Robbie Anderson to lead this team to the playoffs? Yes, uh, 100%. Oh, okay. I, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater has obviously shown – in the glimpses that we've seen him in his career – Obviously, he had that great season in Minnesota, and then he was a very good backup with New Orleans. Um, I think if he keeps continuing to play, and I think if his uh, his coach gives him the confidence and the trust, he can be an outstanding, uh, or not outstanding, but a very mediocre but good quarterback. And yeah, I think I think also having Christian McCaffrey, which is in a way he's a dual threat in a way that he can run the ball and he can also receive. I mean, he's got options here now. I actually went on a different approach from you. I think this team does not have a chance of making the playoffs this year just because of the division. Teddy Bridgewater is not better than Ryan, Brady, Breeze. It's hard to put him up there and lead this team yet. And, you right. know, that, I always say that's this. That's what I should have said, too. I should have said, yeah, yeah. I don't, not this year, but eventually, yes. And I always say this, but this team, as I do with a lot of teams, is not there yet. They're not there yet. Four years, Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, they can make a playoff run, but not yet. Teddy Bridgewater in his career is 22-12 and 12 as a starter, so it's very good for a starting quarterback, 22-12. and 12. But their defense, 
and that was a big help for their seven draft picks. But they were 31st in points against at 29.4, 29th in first downs given up, 29th in rushing yards, and 32nd in rushing touchdowns. So this team needed defensive help, and their defense is going to be a big reason why they don't make the playoffs this year. But I had this team going 5-11 and 11 this year, finishing last in the division. But they'll get a great draft pick next year, another defensive player, I believe, and watch out for them making a playoff run next year. Yeah, I agree. And also, I think uh, in terms of we were speaking on the de- other defense and how that'll affect them a ton. I think also um, I did like what Matt Rule did here with the rookie uh, being the rookie uh, head coach from Baylor. Um, I like what he did here going all defense uh, in the draft. Yeah, exactly. And you know what the new head coach is going to take a while for them, for everyone to get used to his play style, you know, because Matt Rule. He, if you saw him at Baylor, he's a very, he loves his running backs. He's a very run-heavy, control-the-clock type of team guy. And Teddy Bridgewater, he doesn't produce 500 yards passing with five touchdowns. He's going to get you 200 yards, two touchdowns, maybe an interception, a rushing touchdown. But look for Christian McCaffrey to thrive in his offense, as Baylor's running backs did. But the addition of Eli Apple is going to help this team, even though he's picked 10th overall from Ohio State by the Giants in the 2016 draft. Eli Apple hasn't lived up to his potential. But look for Eli Apple to be a big part of this defense at cornerback and play good. All right. So before we end the segment, two great elite receivers in this division, Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. If you were to start a team right now, who are you taking, Michael Thomas or Julio Jones? Well, this, this one can go either way. They're both um, great. They're both top two receivers in the league. I, I, I'm a big Julio guy, but honestly – just the consistency because obviously Julio had, you know, he's great. No one can deny yeah. that, but you know, he hasn't been the most consistent in terms of, uh, you know, blowing it out the water every season. And I mean, obviously he's still very good, but I'm gonna have to go with Michael Thomas. On this oh, one. I knew. No, 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 no. Michael Thomas, man. what can Michael Thomas do that Julio can't? I, I just want to know what no, you're, you're, you're right. But no, but I just want to know what can Michael Thomas do that Julio can't? I, I just want to know, because if you look at Julio, Julio makes these toe-tapping grabs. He goes one-on-one, makes amazing catches, dives, everything. What has Michael Thomas done? Little five-yard routes for first downs? So I, I'm curious at what, why Michael Thomas over Julio. I just I just like him better as a player. I mean, obviously he, I mean, obviously Julio has made spectacular grabs, and he's had insane plays. And, you know, he, he is probably the best receiver right now in the NFL. But also, you can't, like, let the numbers lie to you, man. I mean, what Michael Thomas is doing with okay, I'll give him that he has a better QB than than Julio, but he's consistent, and that's what I need on my team. And obviously, he's breaking records and all this, which really don't mean a lot in terms of uh, uh, greatness and all that. In terms of because we both know that that Julio and and Michael Thomas are great, but yeah. I like I like Michael Thomas in this one. You know, stats can lie sometimes. Do you ever hear that saying? Stats can lie a little bit. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I was saying. I was. I was saying the stats don't really matter, but you got to look at them. I mean, if you watched the Saints game last year, two years ago, Drew Brees loves to give Michael Thomas a little drag route, a little slant. Boom! Michael Thomas runs for the first down and then some. I like Julio. I'm starting a team. I'm taking Julio Jones, man. Great. He's led the league. He led the league in receiving twice. Come on. Right now, give me one big pointer and why uh, you took Julio over Michael. Like I said, like I said earlier, if I want a guy who can make those incredible 
catches that no one else can make. You saw what Julio did in the Super Bowl against the Patriots in 2016. Right. Julio Jones caught an amazing ball, back shoulder, sideline, toe tap, first down, which is could have changed the game for the for the Falcons. But as can you recall any catches that Michael Thomas went up one handed, toe tap, first and spectacular catches? No. Well, he doesn't really need to because exactly. his, uh, his QB his QB is throwing him accurate passes. Okay, that, exactly. That are, that are right it's, to him. Okay, exactly. If you want to bring quarterbacks into this, if Julio Jones had Drew Brees as his quarterback, yeah, Julio yeah, Jones yeah, would right. have 2,000 yards every season. Right. Julio Jones, I would want to start a team Julio Jones. Okay, so now this will conclude our eighth episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this and a little debate between Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Flying in Sports underscore podcast, especially before August 20th, so we can give you a free copy of Madden 21 or 2K21. Tune in next week where we continue to break down the AFC, where we break down two AFC divisions next week. So check that one out. We're Flying in Sports, and we will catch you on the next flight.